here we go again. That's right, this is part two to us going over my 2020 goals and my mom's 2020 goals as well. And if I remember correctly, you didn't say your word of the year yet. I didn't? You didn't. So, and if I remember, I don't think I told them any of our goals either. Oh, well, the whole point of this um, is also to help people figure out what theirs are. So we hope as we share some of our little tidbits here um, that we can help you. I would also like to preface it that I describe Cassie as, you know, if you were taking a class, she'd be the master class <laughs> because she's really dug into this. This isn't just her first year doing this. For me, it's not my first year doing planners or goals, but it is absolutely, I'm very new to power sheets. I only did part of 2019. It was a lovely birthday gift um, that she and Jared gave me. And as much as I embraced it, there was still this, I don't fully get it, you know, and maybe some other people feel that way. And as mm -hmm. Cassie mentioned in previous podcasts, you don't have to be using this system. But for the most part, people have some kind of planner or yeah. their life is kind of planned for them. And I have kind of lived that way too, where it was all about my kids' school schedules or work schedules or whatever and that that is a planner too because you're yep. you're keeping track of it somewhere even if uh, it was the old-fashioned kitchen calendar so we're going to dig into some more about word of the year and goal setting and just i guess not spreading ourselves too thin because we have learned that the hard way too oh yes all right so let's go again hey friends i'm cassie and I'm a married Spoonie who lives the chronic illness life. Here each week, I'll challenge you to live intentionally and authentically, where every spoon you use has a purpose and every step you take matters. Welcome to Chronically Cultivating. All right, you have held out long enough. So I will recap what my word of the year is, but I want to hear yours. All right. Well, let me be clear. My word is clarity. Well, it is the year of 2020 clear vision. Well, that's a little bit of how it started. Do you want me to explain? <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, Cassie's um, youngest sibling, her brother, is graduating in 2020. So you know how that's a big deal, whatever your year is. But it was so cool somewhere along the line um, when you figure out when your kid might graduate that we figured out 2020. And actually, now that I think of it, he would have been 2021. But the way schooling worked, he moved up. So oh. see, I just thought of that. So actually, he would have been 21. So it's actually kind of cool that he went back to the original plan of 2020. Um, he's a September birthday. And when, with moving and things, it kind of changed depending on where you live, um, when you start in school and all that good, that good thing. So... Anyway, it started with thinking about 2020 vision, and even where I work, um, one of the things that I do is I test um, employees' vision because some people in that um, company, they have to do like quality control work, and they have to be able to see absolutely close-up 2020 vision. You kind of think about mm -hmm. distance 2020 vision, so this very particular test that we have to do for them. So. I guess I was thinking about 2020 vision, the plan where it's between work and home, um, but ultimately I was really seeking, okay, what what is um, my word of the year? And I've done that in the past a long mm -hmm. time ago. Like you said, you um, your mentor doesn't do anything to do with power sheets, and she's done a yeah. word of the year. Um, a, lot, a lot of people biblically do that, and they pray about it. 
Um, I, I would say unofficially joyful was my word for 2019. I kind of came up with that more mm-hmm. towards the end of 2019, realizing it. And what was kind of cool is I, um, I'm the clearance queen. I'm not just a queen of saying no. I'm also the clearance queen. <laughs> and, uh, you know, ornaments, 50% off, 75% off. If we actually need them, I was looking for, an, we also get an ornament for every year. And sometimes it's really obvious we took a trip or there was some big thing in one of mm-hmm. our lives. Or we even done like a little family picture and that got framed as an ornament with the year. And we didn't, we had a lot of things go on this year, but it was nothing that we yeah. made an ornament for. So I was kind of praying about that and saw this beautiful ornament that was very affordable and not easy to break because that's important too. <laughs> and it's a we joyful. We have a dog that likes to go under the tree. Yeah, and that's a newer thing she's doing and shakes the whole tree. So um, joyful was ended up being that word and I put a verse on the back of um, the ornament in Sharpies. I have it for next year, meaning this year, 2020. Um, but as far as a word of the day, word of the year, um, where the day sounds like I'm that's one of my Sunday school classes <laughs> this is the word this week um I just kept praying you know Lord I want discernment and clarity in what we should be doing big decisions we need to make uh small decisions we need to make so the word clarity kept coming in as a prayer mm-hmm. you know I want to be clear I want to use discernment uh, I want to pray and then when I was looking up um some people were you know, already revealing what their word of the year was and like they're so deep and they're so you know and I thought yeah I got nothing yeah like, <laughs> and not that I didn't but I didn't have a specific um, scripture that went with it I later on looked up all kinds of scriptures related to clarity and if you do look that up for the Bible um, it comes up more as clear um, and there are a lot yeah it was a workout for me <laughs> which is good that's good for me so I'm pulling up my pictures now and one of the things that helped me decide on clarity was something that you didn't expect me to say to say is I was thinking about why I want clarity. It's not just for ultimately God's purpose, but it's the things that are opposite to clarity is what I don't want to be anymore. I felt like I've had um, more vagueness, um, not being as sharp, not being as transparent. Um, you know, some of the words that were coming up um, were things um, like being opaque, you know, things that you can't see clearly through. And I was like, wait a second, I want to be the opposite of all of that. Which literally blew my mind. And she can attest to it. I was just like, I had never, ever thought of it like that. Because I'd always approached my word of the year as what do I want to be? And I didn't even think of what do I not want to be. And, you know, we think about that yes and no list and all the things that you don't want to be and what you do want to be and all that. And um, I never thought to carry that into my word. I really only carried into what are the things that I want to be. Um, And, you know, that was where everything went in. And my word of the year, um, for those that don't know, is grow. And I just really felt like that... um, that just captured everything that I was really wanting to be. A bunch of the words I had written down were synonyms for grow. So it ended up working out in that way really neat. So I think it was kind of cool that I ended up choosing my word mostly based on all the synonyms of what I really wanted to be, whereas you based your word off of all of like the antonyms of what like you didn't want to be. And I had never really thought of that. And, you know, there... I think sometimes we go to 
think of our word of the year and you know we sometimes start to just decide early on and that's something that i really appreciate from cultivate what matters is they encourage you to wait till you have gone through your prep work to officially choose your word true and i will be super honest with you so when i started thinking about my word of the year as you know as i've talked about in podcasts previously i try to really prepare early spend time in prayer and you know one of I was pretty set that my word of the year was either going to be joy or worship. And I really thought it was going to be between those two. And both good words. Yeah, both good words. Because remember, we're meditating on that word and that yeah. meaning, so both good things. Yeah. Well, and it doesn't mean that my year won't have those things. Right. But that wasn't going to be my entire focus. And I didn't share this in part one, but what I've realized when I had some time to look at some things... I realized that the grow as a word did not actually come out of my prep work. It came out of me preparing to do my prep work. Mm-hmm. So I really pray over my power sheets, um, not just my goals, but I I heavily pray over, you know, just these pages and that God would really speak to me and uncover what should matter to me and really in some ways also can can like convict my heart on what I should not be making priorities of and I had posted this prayer um, back it was at some point in December and I just had said I felt called to share this prayer with other people and it was um, this was my prayer that I had said Lord bless this year ahead and grow me grow me in new ways grow something bigger than me grow a heart of worship Grow me into the person you've called me to be. Grow a joy-filled spirit in me. Grow a love for your word and grow a life of intention. Grow me, Lord, and speak clearly to me as I prepare to search your heart and your desires for how I spend this year ahead. And right after that, I was kind of meditating on that prayer that God had really spoken to me. And I texted um, my best friend, Mara, and I said, I think that grow is going to actually be my word. And she was like, where did that come from? And I was like, I'll explain it to you when you come over uh, because it's too much to text. But that was really crazy um, and cool. So it just like really when when you ask God and you really spend time seeking him, he will give you clarity. There you go. Um, To figure out where you need to grow. So that was kind of my take on my word and how that happened. And I think you can get really stuck on that and, um, oh, what's my word? Oh my gosh, it's not clear. You know, and, oh, there I go with clear. But <laughs> we're going to have fun with this all year, I just yep. want to say. Um, but, you know, I don't think it's you should get too hung up on it. I actually, like you said, you're kind of doing the prep work before the prep work. Yep. Um, I feel like a lot of that was in my head and a lot of it was just in my heart from different things. And then when you go through the prep work, which I would highly recommend you do, um, you still, there's a page where it's kind of, at least this year, it says 2020, and it says my word of the year, and it's this big rectangle. Then it has a bigger rectangle that says why I chose this word. Mm-hmm. And that can feel intimidating, you know? And I was like, you know, I might end up just leaving that blank if it's if that's mm-hmm. not really, if I'm not really positive. Um, so I think people can get too hung up on that. But if you really have 
gone through all the prep work and for those of you who haven't seen this um there's a lot of brainstorming this as cassie said in her last po podcast she broke it down really nicely there's a lot of things that you're saying no to you're saying yes to um and what i think i love two parts that i really love it's okay to talk about now yeah. is talking about what gets you fired up which i think everybody we can forget what really brings us joy and joy, excitement yeah. and helps us feel more connected to god or if you're not a believer just the things that help give you purpose um so so writing out what fires you up was really fun for me and then as you go through it i love um that she has a whole section on mark your threads and that again you can get a lot of this on um, the cultivate what matters website and on cassie's links she has all that but it helps you just understand your big picture what's really important and yeah. what the threads are and i think if someone's getting stuck about their word of the year i also found if you have your planners on page 26 what threads did you discover um i went through you you, you go back through all the other prep work on the pages prior to that and you can underline or if you don't want to underline or highlight you can just write them in this box and there's so many important words that came up yeah i mean mine is full and I was like, wow, all right. And, and, and it's not all um, new things either. I think a lot of it is you may have done a lot of important things ahead of time just in the, the year or the years prior. Yep. For me, I was almost reconnecting with some of the skills because we all have some skills around planning and goal setting. Um, I was even going back to when I used to work full time and before I had children even. And I used one of the traditional Franklin planners. I think they're called mm -hmm. Franklin Covey now. And... Again, like you said, it didn't link your why. So yeah. it was much more task-oriented. And if you're somebody like me, who you are too, you like to write something just to write it and cross it out or check it off that yeah. you did it. It's tough to get past that. This is so much more. This is really having you cultivate what really matters the most. Yep. And I, certain. And I love that you could even just pick pick one goal, you know, if you wanted to. Yeah, and that's, that's the thing about this is that you have... I've had times where all of my goal slots are filled in some seasons and some seasons where they haven't been. Um, and that is 110% absolutely okay. And I think too, um, you know, this was my first year where I didn't have everything done by January 1st. And as discouraging as that was, it was also, it just reminded me that there is nothing magical about January 1st. Mm -hmm. I have still have so many days to make what matters happen. And, you know, so, you know, my mom and I are here. We're finalizing stuff in our power sheets right now. I'm literally moment. writing. You might hear me. <laughs> and you, you don't have to just start on January 1st. You can, it's, it's just like, um, not even related at all to the new year resolutions or anything i mean and i used used to do it as well and probably in some capacity still do and don't even realize it um but let's talk about a diet for instance i was like oh yeah i'm starting a diet on monday mm -hmm. and it's friday well why can't i just start today right what right. what is so magical about monday nothing so then it just it really makes you think and go okay so I could look at my power sheets and say, well, they're not done. So guess I'll wait till next year so that it will be perfect. Right. But why can't I start today? I still have so many days left of this year to make what matters happen. 
I think too, uh, so much of this is you're finding yourself again. Like for me, um, for people who don't know my story, you know, I'm Cassie's mom. Uh, I've got two other children. We're just uh, in ministry and I changed jobs um, about a year and a half ago. So that's had me um, doing something I love, but out of the home more and commuting and just adjusting to that. So it's it's not a bad time, but it's, it's just a very busy time and um, obviously, when someone in the family has a chronic illness, everybody has that illness is what I kind of say. Like we're yeah. all, we're all affected. Um, so there's been a lot of, a lot of change with that too, as things have changed for you. Yeah. Um, and it's been a lot of good and a lot of hard Yeah. and it's, we sometimes lose ourselves a little. Um, and I think that can happen at any age, any gender, any, any stage in your life. And it's almost, you can be a little afraid to dream again. You know, yeah. there's some things I have cried hard tears over and I'm not a crier, but um, just disappointments and things that I thought things would look like at a certain stage or age. And, and, you know, you've talked about in a, your prior podcast that, you know, by 23, you had had two major career, uh, you know, career successes and failures. And yeah. I don't think of them as failures, but losses. And, um, it, you know, I went through some of that too. I used to think, okay, by, for whatever reason I had by 28, I was going to do something by 30. I was going to do something by 35. I was going to do something. And, you know, it's good to have goals, but there was no checking in with God what that purpose was. Mm. So it's so nice as you go through these planners, these prep pages, and you kind of lo- discover a little bit of yourself again, you know, yeah, and I'm, I'm excited about some things again that I was afraid to be excited about. Well, and I think too, what's so interesting, at least this time around. So when I um, did my parachutes for last year, I had kind of, I knew in my heart last year at the beginning of 2019 that we were going to need to close off season training and I just was not willing to talk about it or admit it or Mm -hmm. have anything to do with it um or having to do with not closing so a lot of goals in my parachutes had to do with those things but I knew that they were not going to be achieved but I had to write them down because I was like I have to keep this dream alive and if Mm -hmm. I don't keep it written down in the forefront of my mind it's never going to continue And obviously we still closed it. Um, So what was so interesting this year was after losing so much this past year, I went into this and, you know, as I've talked about, I'm really trying to find my identity again and find my why. And when I get to a place where I have a more solidified, um, I guess, How do I want to say this? A more concise plan, I guess, of how I did what I did. I'll share it with you. Um, But for now, where I'm trying to find my identity, what I realized in 2019, I lost a lot of titles. And if anybody's into the Enneagram, uh, I'm a type three. Titles matter a lot to me. And just as a person in general, titles matter so much to me. I get really hung up on it. Um, and this year I lost a lot of titles and it made me go, well, what is my identity? If I've lost these titles, what am I? Who am I? Am I doing something that matters? Because I don't have a title, will I ever be able to do something great again? And that was where that being scared to dream was yeah. really coming out in my power sheets. 
And so that's why this year grow is really in all of my goals. And I'm going to share a couple of them with you. But right now, it was unintentional. It's just kind of happened. All of my goals start with grow and then insert whatever it is, because I don't think that this is my year to necessarily share everything and be focused on myself and whatever. I think this is the year that I need to grow. I need to grow into who God's called me to be. I need to grow in him. I need to grow in his joy and being a joy-filled wife and daughter and sister. Um, there are so many things. And, you know, so if you're sitting there and you're just like, I, I can't work right now, so I can't use power sheets because I'm not successful or I'm not this or that. Well, I can tell you, I don't have a quote-unquote job, like a stereotypical job. I am home. My biggest job right now is taking care of my body, which is a lot of work, let me tell you. And a lot more than you wanted to do. <laughs> yes, and way more than I ever expected was going to be necessary for my health and having to live day by day and not live out 10 years in advance or 13 years in advance, like literally having to be like, okay, let's live day by day. That is very new to me. Um, and I, I know I've been talking about it for like at least over a year now. So I keep saying it's new to me and it shouldn't be, but it, I'm continually learning something new. And so if you're thinking about goal planning and you're sitting here going right now, I'm just taking care of my body. That's my job. That is okay. You can still have goals even if you are homebound. You can still do things with your time. And I'm, I've am i gotten very flexible with things. I don't like to directly plan out, in this month I'm going to do this, and this month I'm going to do that, mm -hmm. because I know that my life is just going to change, and it can change very drastically and suddenly. I mean, look at even the end of this year. I did not expect the end of my year to go the way that it did. But that's what's happened. So I've given myself that extra margin that I needed and I'm finding out what I can still do. And even if that's just checking in on friends and family, cheering them on. Well, and you are and... such a mentor, I feel like too, to a lot of people, like even to some people you don't feel like you are officially, you know, and if you were running around and doing all these careers and doing all this different stuff, you really wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't be seeking that. So that just goes to show, and see, that's something where I don't necessarily even feel that way, but that's something you see that I can't even see. So right. what's, and that's what's great about not only doing power sheets for yourself, but doing them with other people and sharing them with those who are close to you because they help give you perspective and see things that maybe you didn't see before. But I just encourage you that if you're sitting here and you're feeling like you can't set goals because your life doesn't look like what you thought it would, I mean, that, that could that's also, not true. Yeah, excuse me for interrupting. And that even could be um, as a parent of somebody with a chronic illness. There's times when I just felt very defeated and I never knew like if we were going to the emergency room. Um, maybe we wanted to do something. I'm like, I don't know that she's going to be well enough to do that. And, you know, we just kind of 
reset, I guess, yeah. many times. And even um, this is the first time that I fully like starting the beginning of the year, starting with all these goals. And um, I kept them a little more generalized. There's still um, clarity in there, as you can imagine. <laughs> um, uh, but kept them generalized. So again, they don't have to be all accomplished there. If I'm still striving and I only get maybe 10% of something that I really hope to really dig into 100%, haven't I improved 10% then, then instead of being in reactive yep. mode all the time? And, and that was some of my notes in the prep work is we can't always be in reactive mode. There will be a certain time when we are as, um, just as parents just because, and as people, like and just happens. as people, right. Um, but if you are responsible for someone else in, in some way, you know, Cassie's married and, and not even living with me now, but there's still a responsibility, right. As her mom, um, I'm trying to find where it was, but you know, I just, I remember going through the pages, uh, 18 and 19, when you talk about the challenges and the good things. And I did, I wrote, um, you know, sometimes I had, what didn't work last year is sometimes I had unrealistic, unreal, sorry, expectations of my time, stamina, or money. I got into reactive mode versus proactive actions. Um, and the rest of it's kind of my own personal thing that I want to really share out. But, you know, those are some things that I, I wanted to go into that going, all right, so... How do we set realistic expectations? Yeah. And I think maybe we could talk about that as far as adding, as far as our timeline. Yeah, so I'll go ahead and share a couple of my goals and um, kind of talk about timeline. So there are three main goals that are overarching kind of my whole year. Um, and what's great is that in 90 days, if these goals need to change, I get the opportunity to in the reset, which is great. Um, but right now, my biggest goals are to grow in God. And the why behind that is because he needs to change my heart before I can help others. And I then broke that goal down into three miniature goals, which were ch to cherish his word, to savor mentorship, and to practice the Sabbath. And um, then I was actually able to write little starting steps to them. Um, for instance, uh, my second goal is for God to grow something bigger than me. And the why behind that is that it will be more life-giving and fulfilling than I could have ever dreamed because his plans are best. So, and then again, I broke that down into other goals, um, moving forward with that. And my biggest goal is we've been talking about is I'm really looking to find my personal why and really looking at the losses that I've had and realizing that, you know, my life does not look like what I prayed for, but what's very interesting as I just dig into his word and a bunch of other just, I guess, self-reflection and whatnot, I've found that I'm actually still doing some of the things like the core things behind what I was doing before now just not the way that I prayed for interesting and so that's the thing I'm really looking to learn more about because this is not what I prayed for when I said God I want to be able to make an impact and I want to do this and I want to do this I want to do this it had nothing to do with what I'm doing right now but I'm clearly in the place that God wants me so my third goal is to grow into who he's called me to be. And that means that I need to do a lot of research on who 
he is because if I want to know who he's called me to be, I need to know him. And then moving into self-reflection and working with mentors and really being honest about who I am and my the good things and the faults, all of it. Um, but it's really easy to look at these goals and they make the little action steps, right? So that those are like your small starting steps mm-hmm. to keep going. And what can happen is if you use a perpetual calendar, which I typically don't because I don't like that. I don't like having to say I didn't accomplish this this month and I had to move it. It just gets really discouraging. But um, I was talking to a good friend of mine recently and she was actually saying that when she was working on her perpetual calendar, she realized that all of her goals were pretty much in the first and second quarter and there was nothing about those goals in the third and fourth. And she went, why do I have to do all of these things in January and February? I have a whole year. I don't have to get this goal done right now. I have a whole year. And I think we all get really hung up on, we need to do this. And like, if it's not accomplished by January 2nd, then like, just give up on it because it's never going to happen. And, you know, we tend to spread ourselves too thin. And I think in that way, a perpetual calendar is really important because even if I take out everything and I just put in like four boxes and I take the dates out, just being able to say what's in each box and are they all equally paced or is everything crammed into one is really helpful. Yeah, and I discovered something that I just was working on um, because I'm, again, newer to the power sheets and these wild card pages are just total game changer for me. Like I was like, <laughs> yes, um, because I just think there's so much you can do with, with these sheets. So For those that don't know, wildcard pages are pages that you can uh, tape into your power sheets to make them more customized to you um, each month in your tending list. In that space, you have room for two different wildcard pages. Um, Cultivate offers a bunch of free ones on their say. website. You can download them. I yep. had downloaded them last year because you're looking to be, you know, a little more budget conscious. Yep. And you can photocopy as many as you want yep. once you've downloaded um, them. And you can also get them pre-printed, like from Cultivate. Um, like they sell wildcard page packs. Yeah. Uh, I've gotten into a place where I actually make my own wildcard pages because I've, I, I'm kind of in a place where I've really learned what I want to track. And for me, it's a lot of chronic illness things that aren't based That's true. in the That's wild cards that aren't in there. But, um, but for you, these have been like game changers. Well, again, you when said. you're a new person. Um, so two things. So when you mentioned about the perpetual calendar, I just kind of wrote it as 2020. And I, I just started working on this. So I, I it's not full. But I was like, you know what, let me think, again, I'm in the mom mode, you guys, and also just kind of as a person who, who works, you know, there's certain things that happen during the calendar year for work as well. Um, so I was like, oh, you know what, I'm going to pencil in all the things that are events, because a lot of my life is run by events. So, um, you know, if Steven's got a graduation in May, we're doing a vacation right after that. You and I are doing like a little um, spiritual women's ministry retreat. Yep. I was like, I'm going to put all those things in. And that's going to give me a little bit more of um, placeholders almost of, well, wait a second. That's that first thing, that retreat's January. We're already in January. How many weekends do I really have? How much time do I really have? 
and that made me move a couple of yep. things. Um, a huge thing for me is having had so many transitions with, with all these young adults in our life. Uh, there's a lot of clutter going on in my house, and I feel like I will just function better if it's more decluttered. Not that I'm purging and just impulse getting rid of stuff, but it, it's just, it's time. Yep. So one of the wild cards things is organization and decluttering. I was like, hallelujah. This is by far her favorite wild card page to date. Yeah, that's that's how it gets when you're my age. But um, <laughs> and but I have it like right next to the perpetual calendar. But if I hadn't done all the prep work and the actual planner, the I know we're not supposed to call it a planner, but in the power sheet, um, this would well, a goal planner. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it just wouldn't make sense to me. I'd be putting all kinds of unrealistic things. And the other thing is, you've probably mentioned this on other things. These erasable pens also changed it for me because I'm somebody who has very messy handwriting. I my brain does not keep up with how fast my hand goes to write. Sometimes I can spell well, but I, I write so fast I drop a letter or something. So I don't know if we're allowed to say products. Uh-huh, yeah. Okay. So the friction colors, Cassie's gifted me with some of these and I found them as well. Um, so you can do all different colors. I'm not as fancy as Cassie and her friends, but I don't I, need to be. Yeah. And I, if you want to learn more about all the tools I use, um, you can actually find them every, literally any post that I make about power sheets. I talk about them in my blog yeah, um, and I have the, the link best. to them. They're amazing. Even when I was learning how to hand letter, they gave me so much confidence. Um, and But you can see, it's... obviously you all can't see, but Cassie can see right in front of her on the organization and decluttering. Um, there were some things that like made sense, um, you know, going through Christmas ornaments because, I mean, who doesn't have a ridiculous amount of Christmas ornaments? Well, before I was going to buy another one mm-hmm. for 2019, I had it on there like, you know what? Last year we were in a hurry. Past two years we were in a hurry taking the tree down, putting everything back. I'm going to organize this this time before I put anything back. And I guess I could show a picture of what my living room looked like um, because they were all across every space so that I could organize them. And what was kind of fun that I really treasured is we have some of the kids' ornaments, you know, as they were growing up. Cassie doesn't live at home now and has her own tree. So I really wanted her to have, uh, like, have a decision. Like, do you want some of your baby ornaments still on our tree? Do you want them at your tree? And you weren't really all that opinionated about it. But to me, it was like really important that you had some of your ornaments. Um, but the neat thing is I was about the same age as Cassie. I was about 23 when we were um, buying ornaments when we were first married. We had asked people to get us um, ornaments for our first Christmas because we had next to nothing. And you can imagine how broke you are. But being the clearance queen that I have always been, even at 23, Lord and Taylor had this unbelievable sale um, on their home um, decor, and specifically Christmas decor. And um, my husband and I decided it'd be really neat to get extras of some of these ornaments because they were really beautiful glass ones. And I remembered as a kid that my parents' tree and my two uncles' trees, their families, had similar ornaments, and they had all done that. Um, around the same time and I remember just loving that as a kid and noticing that and I was like I want to do that like I want to have ornaments that we can pass down to our kids maybe they'll hate them (laughs) but we think they're pretty but also it was a little bit of a safeguard in case we shattered a bunch of these we still had a bunch (laughs) so we had all these really beautiful ornaments so for me to be able to give you three special ones and know Uh that I have some set aside for your brother set aside for your sister this is what I mean. This is like, it may sound like totally ridiculous to somebody who goes, I don't really care about ornaments, but there's something that you care about. There's something in a legacy. I love that I was able to do that. And through organizing 
and scheduling some things, that was an easy thing to schedule because, hey, I got to take down the Christmas tree. Yeah. That's pretty clear last week or December or whatever I was doing that. But some of these other things that was spurned off of that, I started doing the same thing that your friend was saying. I had a lot in like January, February, and I'm like, I don't need to get that all done then. Some things I do because there's deadlines and it affects other things. Um, but one of my exciting things changing over this room that used to be kind of a playroom, media room slash homeschool office type thing. I'm kind of taking that back and that's going to be my creative yeah. office area, but also an area where we can really work on bills and whatever. I'm super stoked about that. So as much as I want to put that as January, I put it all the way out potentially to finish in April because I want to do it right and do it well. So yeah. Again, the reason I'm sharing all that is just to kind of give you a little bit of an idea. And it is hard to dream again. Um, a lot of things could happen in my life, and that office could still be kind of the storage area that it is at the moment. Um, I'm going to put people first, and if my people who who I love need me, that's going to be before this office. But that is a good, important area for me to work on so that I can, like you said, you can't pour from an empty cup. If I yeah. can use that as an area where I can pray in that room and I can journal and I can um, do all kinds of creative pursuits and especially the memory albums I want to finally finish for yeah. your kids then then it's worth it because it gives you balance for for other um, areas so hopefully that makes sense yeah and it's really what's really important to note is that like no goal is too small something that God has really talked to me about and shown me this past year as I know I talked about it in my lessons learned was just that God cares about the details and I'll, I'll tell you, I've I've prayed some kind of things that I look back on and I think, well, that was kind of stupid, um, that other people think was stupid. For instance, I'll give you like the most kind of out there one. I lost, speaking of the friction pens, um, I only pretty much use them because I can erase things and there's less pressure that way. Um, and anyhow, I lost the green pen to my set. Wow. And... This was, it no because it was it was November when I lost it and I <laughs> knew that I wanted to do a bunch of my just stuff just to be festive for tasks and notes and other things in red and green pens and I had lost my green pen and I am not kidding you guys I was like I searched everywhere for this pen and I had Jared searching for it. I had friends checking to see if they accidentally, like, brought it back with them from a power sheet prep night. Like, literally, I was insane about it. And I was like, you know what? I'm actually going to pray over this. And so I, in my write through journal, I remember it because I just thought to myself, this is such a waste of God's time. No, but he and, cares. He well, yeah, care. he does. And so I, I wrote this prayer in there, and I'm like, Lord, I know there are a lot of really pressing things going on in the world right now, but could you please allow me to find my green pen? And wouldn't you know, within that week, we found the green pen. Yeah, and he does care about the little things. He does, and that was something that it really, it was like, someone could have looked at that and they would have been like, you know, as John Chris says, I ain't praying for that. You know, like, that's what I just thought of when it was saying that. It was just, like, that was truly what I thought of. But he really does care about the small things. So if you have really small goals or one goal or even where you were saying the Christmas ornaments, that's like right. a small piece of legacy. But that is a part of the bigger picture legacy. And that mattered. So that small thing got accomplished. And it doesn't matter if... Praying for a pen or to you maybe passing down ornaments isn't – whatever it is, 
all of these little things actually do matter because they matter to us. And, and I think we miss the blessings too. Like when I, when I connected the dots, like, wait a second, I was like 22, 23 when I was purchasing those and just starting my life out with dad and you're 23 now. Like how awesome was that? Like that was just such a sweet yeah. awareness. And that was something that like, I, I've been working to keep a little like notes on my phone of tracking God's faithfulness so that I can go back and remember what he's done. And I had even put that in there because I remember when you texted me saying, Hey, do you want some urges? I was very indifferent about it. And it wasn't just because I was dealing with a lot of medical stuff. I think it was just because I was honestly like, like whatever, yeah. whatever works, doesn't work. It's all good. Whether I get them this year, next year, like we'll figure it out. Um, but you sat down and I could see how much it meant to you. Yeah, I and, even gave you my special organizer to keep them in. <laughs> well, that was when I knew this was, like, really serious. When she gave me the really nice organizer, I was like, okay, there's more to this. But what was so neat is, like, especially when you said that, I was like, that is so cool. Like, I did not – I would have never even thought of that if you had just given me a box of ornaments. But, like, you took right. the time to explain that to me and say this is, like – small but it matters and that was so helpful so and good questions it was good conversations with your brother and sister like hey well you know what i'm doing for your sister but like i have this full intention to do this with you too Mm -hmm. so it was great to deal with your college-age sister while she was home your brother's like oh those are mine i I don't know whoa i'm like yeah you're the only boy and it says baby boy on it oh cool you know but like it'll become more important (laughs) to him when he's not 17 and um also just to have your grandmother here when we went through them and she gave you a whole bunch of the special ones yep. that reflected on your childhood so that was so neat was for her really, to see them again yeah so all of this to say as you are setting your goals you are living out what matters in the big ways and the small ways i encourage you to keep going i encourage you to start goal planning today and if you're really feeling stuck because that's been that could have been my word for years <laughs> stuck um you know there's plenty of free things you can do i've talked about this before i'm a huge person who listens to podcasts probably how we thought about even doing these um i try to educate myself i have very little snippets of time sometimes and you know but i ended up looking at my commute to work as a blessing instead of a burden and i sometimes yeah i goof off and i'm just listening to music but for the most part there's purpose in there and um just start looking at a whole bunch of podcasts. I'd recommend, obviously, this one to subscribe to if you've only, maybe this is the first one that you've caught. Um, Cultivate What Matters. Laura has been doing podcasts, not regularly. It's, I'm not sure how many she's had total, but yeah, I'm not sure. But them hers are fantastic um, as well. Very useful. And there's plenty of other ones. You can also message Cassie if you wanted to find out some more that, that we listen to. Or send us your favorite podcast to help you go plan. I might find a new one. Yeah, that would be awesome. So, no matter how big or small, I hope that you are encouraged to. Not just set goals, but really work to meet them and pray about start, your why. Yeah, pray about your why. Start there. That is that is the first place to start, the best place to start. And you know, there are so many resources that you can check out on my blog if you're really wondering, especially in that midst of having your chronic illness, can you goal plan? How do you goal plan? without planning too much and planning realistically there's a lot there but um you know we would love to see photos of you goal setting and hear from you we love getting to talk to you and um essentially meeting you even if it's just over um 
over Instagram or whatnot, but we hope that this year you are able to find your why and live your truth and, and reconnect with yourself if you're feeling lost. We hope that you can do that. Yep. So we'll keep you updated this year yeah, as so. our goals change and as they grow and they become more clear. Clear. I was I was trying I was gonna say clarity and I was like, wait, nope, that doesn't work. Yeah. But more clear. We'll use that. That's right. And pray for clarity. And that you can grow. Amen. The Oregon College Savings Plan can help fund your child's dreams and ideas. But it's not just for college. It's also the trade school savings plan and the books and materials savings plan, even the room and board savings plan. With fewer educational expenses to think about, your kids can focus on what matters, their future. Start saving today to support your child's tomorrow. Learn more at OregonCollegeSavings.com. Bounce forward with Comcast Business. Get a reliable internet and voice solution starting at $64.90 a month for 12 months for two years. Call or go online today. Restrictions apply. New customers only 25 megabits per second service on one voice line. Early termination fee applies. Equipment installation tax and fees extra and subject to change. Call for details.